At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for Rush Hour with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. What up and welcome in. You heard it. It is Rush Hour here on VCND Sports Betting Network presented by Bet Rivers. I'm not Danny Burke, though, as you can clearly tell. Much better looking. He is on vacation. Uh, I will be filling in for the rest of the week. Jonathan Von Tobel. Great show on tap. Matt Mayoka is going to be with us out from the Bay Area as we discuss everything San Francisco 49ers. We keep the theme rolling here as we preview NFL teams. We had a great conversation with Mo Egger yesterday about the Cincinnati Bengals. For those who missed it, vcind.com slash podcast. But let's start with the games that are about to begin in Major League Baseball. I'll give you some updates on some of these line moves and closes before the action begins. We have to start in the American League East as much as I hate it uh, because this is a massive series between the Red Sox and the Yankees, and it's actually a doubleheader today. We had one go down earlier. The Yankees pulled off the 5-3 to three win. Looked like they might blow it. They were down 3-2, but played three runs in the bottom. And, of course, we'll be able to move on. I should say the bottom of the fifth. I am able to win that game. And now, with a win here in this second game of a doubleheader, can actually move ahead of the Boston Red Sox in the standing. So, you look at it right now, the wide range of reports, or excuse me, uh, prices, mainly because of uh, unclear nature of who the starting pitchers were going to be. But, Nathan Uvalde taking on Luis Gill. And right now, the Yankees, depending on where you shop, like a Bet Rivers, a slight favorite over the Boston Red Sox, minus 110, opened up essentially at a pick. So, we're still floating around in that range. Total hasn't really budged. Seven shaded to the over. It's seven shaded to the over at minus 112. Pretty fascinating, though, because Nate Evaldi had some pretty bad starts uh, before we saw him last time out. That was against the Tampa Bay Rays, where he just gave up one over seven innings. But before that, gave up a total of 12 earned runs in the two starts prior. So which Evaldi shows up today 
It's going to be massively important for a Red Sox team that since the All-Star break has begun to fade. A very good thing for me because I have a Tampa Bay Rays ticket at plus 275 to win this division. Moving on from there, though, Toronto, speaking of the AL East, also still alive in the grand scheme of things, need to win these games, and especially against lesser competition, a $2 favorite here over Eric Fetty and the Washington Nationals. Big price move here. Opener of about $1.75. Alec Manoa gets to start for Toronto. Manoa has been everything is advertised, man. He has been absolutely electric since been call, uh, being called up, say, about two months ago or so, and a $2 price tag, that's about a 15 cent bump in favor of Toronto makes complete sense. Fetty, of course, we know the book on him has some issue with command is not really going to give you a long innings and we'll see what's going to happen. Here's the nationals sliding a little bit, but the Toronto blue Jays minus minus one seventy-five at the open upwards of $2. Now total open at nine shaded to the over. You're looking at nine and a half shaded to the under at a buck 20 Atlanta looks to continue their run here. Of course, after pounding Miami yesterday, dollar 30 price, they get the open for the Braves. The Huascarman, uh, um, you, you know, should put it as I uh, stumble through that versus Sandy Alcantara. They're going to face one another here. Uh, Atlanta open up that dollar 30. And uh, right now we'll see if that's going to be on the board in terms of the update. But right now I'm looking at a price tag for the Atlanta Braves uh, in the range. Uh, we'll call it about a dollar 35, dollar 45, depending on where you look for some of these numbers and rolling through the rest. Cause these are some really interesting series that are getting started. I mentioned the Tampa Bay Rays, the Rays of course are still trying to win this division and lengthen this lead that they have over the second place team, which is currently the Boston Red Sox Rays opened up as a $2 and 10 cent favorite over the Baltimore Orioles who opened up plus 175. Now they're upwards of 240. It's John means on the Hill here for the Baltimore Orioles who has not been great since returning from injury average at best. John means has been, and he opposes Drew Rasmussen, but this Rays team, of course, very effective lineup, very timely hitting. The total is the big move here though, outside of the 30 cent bump on the side total opened up seven and a half shaded to the over to buck 15. We're now looking at eight and a half over at Bet Rivers for the total between these two clubs. Then you get Chicago and Cincinnati. I mentioned it, right? The Reds, they are nipping at the heels of the San Diego Padres. We'll get to them later in the show because they continue to slide. Uh, but the Reds, all of these games really matter. And now they send out Vlad Gutierrez to take on Kyle Hendricks. Vlad Gutierrez is one of those guys, if you look at some of his numbers, there might be something bad coming for him in terms of some regression to the mean. And you can see that right now, it hasn't been a massive move on the price tag. Opener of $1.80, now still sitting at $1.80. The Cubs, as we know, on this massive losing streak, Hendricks has been a relatively solid pitcher. This has, to me, it's an intriguing higher scoring contest, and the market has moved in that direction. Total of nine shaded to the under at the open at a buck fifteen. Now you're looking at nine and a half shaded to the over ever so slightly at Bet Rivers at minus one twelve. Watch out for Gutierrez today because it does look like there is some regression coming for him. And uh, sadly, a series that means absolutely nothing. The Anaheim Angels on the road against the Detroit Tigers. Casey Mize, Dylan Bundy, they'll oppose one another. Detroit actually opens up the dollar thirty-five favorite here. No real change in this one. Dollar thirty-four on Detroit over at Bet Rivers. The total has moved a little bit. Opened up eight and a half, shaded to the under at a buck fifteen. Now looking at a nine, shaded to the over at minus one twenty. So the Angels again just floating around that five hundred mark. Bundy, uh, bad luck in a bad season. We'll see if that maybe regresses to the mean for one start here for the Halos. Now we still have a great hour coming up. A lot of Major League Baseball and a lot on the San Francisco 49ers. It is the Bet Rivers. Uh, excuse me, it is Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers here on VSIN, the sports betting network. So let's talk a little bit about the San Francisco 49ers and what we can expect this season because it is a year that was derailed by injuries in 2020. A team that looked to build off of a Super Bowl appearance, of course, uh, gets derailed by no real fault of their own. And now they become one of the more intriguing teams in the National Football League. One of the better head coaches in the National Football League, and Kyle Shanahan, a roster that is loaded with talent, especially at the top of a lot of these positions. You look at some of the odds around the San Francisco 49ers, 14-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, NFC 650, 
NFC West 2-1 to make the playoffs an, an odds-on favorite there at minus 177 and to miss at plus 144. But let's bring in Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, to discuss this at length and, and what we're going to see from the San Francisco 49ers. And Matt, you know, it's always, it's funny, I tried to yesterday when we talked to Mo Egger out of Cincinnati about the Bengals. I wanted to get smart and avoid the quarterback talk, but you have to, right? It's the National Football League. Quarterback is most important. So your thoughts as we look at this, because there's no quarterback competition. It seems pretty standard that we're going to get Jimmy Garoppolo under center. Uh, I'm more curious of what you expect out of Jimmy Garoppolo because I love analytics and I love numbers, but sometimes quarterbacks have FU seasons like we saw Aaron Rodgers. They said, hey, you want to give up on me? That's fine. I'll put together a season that wins me an MVP. I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo has that. We also see quarterbacks take the other turn, right? What happened with Carson Wentz falling apart and becoming one of the worst quarterbacks in the National Football League. What's your expectations out of Jimmy G this coming season? You know, anytime Jimmy's been on the field, He's been good. You know, he hasn't been great, mm-hmm. but he's been a, a good quarterback. And I think he has a, a really good attitude when it comes to this. I mean, when that trade was made, it the trade went down on March 26th. And that's when Chris Greer called John Lynch and said, we're a go. And the first thing that the 49ers did, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, was to call Garoppolo and let him know, hey, you know, there will be uh, news coming out very shortly that we've traded up to the number three overall pick. You, you know what that means, and we're taking a quarterback. And he was not happy. You know, he, That is not what he wanted to hear when he picked up the phone from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. So it took him a little bit. You know, he, I think initially he was like, man, should I ask for a trade? What's going to happen? But ultimately he said, you know, am I going to get a chance to compete for the job? And they said yes. And so then – his attitude kind of switched and he was the first person who called Trey Lance when the 49ers made that decision to trade to pick him in number three. So he's been a good teammate. He realizes that this team is set up to win. He realizes that as the 49ers open the season, they got to be thinking about 2021 and not anything else. So there's the, the motivation the 49ers coaching staff has is who, which quarterback gives the team the best chance to win because they think they can go to the Super Bowl. And right now, I think that their answer is Jimmy Garoppolo. Not that Trey Lance is going to spend the entire season on the sideline with a clipboard in his hand because I think they also believe that what also gives the team a better chance of winning is if they can utilize some of Trey Lance's unique skills in a game plan by game plan basis, whether it's running read option, whether it's pulling that bad boy and and having him uh, throw the ball down the field. But there will be a package of plays, I think, that the 49ers will have for Trey Lance every game. And now it really puts the onus on defensive coordinators around the league starting week one against Detroit. You know, how much, do those teams prepare for Trey Lance and how much do they prepare for, you know, the, those packages and, and what the 49ers do when Garoppolo's out there. So I think they kind of like this, this chess match of you know, how our defense is going to budget their time in preparing for the 49ers. So I long answer, but I think Garoppolo starts Lance will see playing time and then it'll be ever evolving as the season goes on based on how Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. So I'm curious, you know, we can talk about um, Trey Lance and, and his ability, right? And the P word that was thrown around with him during the draft, which was project. 
uh, and whether or not he's going to start at some point in the season. To me, uh, Matt, the, the more interesting question is, you know, it's very unfair to slug these guys, but, you know, injuries through no fault of their own. Jimmy Garoppolo has been an oft-injured quarterback. What is the comfort level with Trey Lance in terms of his ability to play quarterback if it's needed because of attrition as opposed to lack of good quarterback play from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like, is that gap between him being a ready quarterback in the National Football League, is it as big as we kind of expected and when the talk around him was uh, maybe a year and he'll be out there on the field because he looked relatively solid in the preseason? I would say that if – well, if you just watch the 49ers practice, just by what you see, mm-hmm. Trey Lance looks like a better quarterback. I think he's he's got the arm strength, he's got the mobility, he's got the you know the 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 point guard quickness as well as just the straight line speed. Um, he he just looks impressive. Now where Garoppolo is far advanced is the other parts of the game, just the experience. I mean, Trey Lance won every college game he started, seventeen games. He was rarely behind. I don't think he was ever behind in the fourth quarter of any of those games. And he was usually beating opponents by you know, 30 points in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, he played for an absolute uh, FCS juggernaut at North Dakota State. So he hasn't experienced a whole lot of in-game situations, whereas Garoppolo has been in the league for a long time. It took him, you know, he, he sat behind Tom Brady for three and a half years. He yeah, he's he's been part of this system now for you know since the middle of the 2017 season. So he just has a a, a very significant leg up on Trey Lance based on things you don't see. You know, it's the ability to to read defenses, to check out of plays, to get in the right play, to make decisions not only in the passing game but in the running game. It's it's the clock management stuff. It's just you know relaying the play call in the huddle and getting guys lined up and it's all those things that you know Kyle Shanahan needs out of his quarterback and he won't feel comfortable with any quarterback who doesn't you know who isn't able to do those things. So I think Trey Lance has made significant strides. He's in much better position to actually take the ball and 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 win football games than I think anybody with the 49ers expected when they broke camp or when they broke for the offseason program. Those 40 days he spent away from the team, he came back a much better player. So I think the 49ers are really confident that if something were to happen and they need Trey Lance to step on the field, that he can be a dynamic presence. So I think they feel a lot better about their backup situation Mm -hmm heading into this year than they have at any point uh, in the five seasons that Kyle Shanahan has been head coach. So to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, Trey Lance at about 6-1 to one over at Bet Rivers. But I'm, I'm curious your thoughts as we kind of expand what we're looking at here with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not sure the correct Trey is the best 49er rookie option there. What have you seen from Trey Sermon in camp? Because I, you know, we know how Kyle Shanahan likes his running backs and the way he can use them. You're going to get a lot out of them. And this is nothing against Raheem Mostert, but Trey Sermon has been an intriguing longer shot to win an offensive rookie of the year. What do you expect his role to be this year? Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. I, I do think that you know probably bad stuff would have to happen to some degree for Trey Lance to get out there. And, and get a, a chance to put up some big numbers. But with Trey Sermon, Raheem Mostert is the team's number one back. That's how they're going to start the season. He's a dynamic runner. And I think Trey Sermon still has some things to learn as far as this offense. But you know, ultimately, Kyle Shanahan, when it comes to the running back position, 
you know, he's going to go with the hot hand. You know, both of those guys are, if both guys stay healthy throughout the season, they're going to see probably a pretty similar number of carries. At least that will be the plan. And then whoever gets hot in a game, they'll stick with them a little bit more than the other guy. But that could be changing on a week-in, week-out basis. So, and I, I agree with you. I think that Trey Sermon is set up to have a pretty good year as a running back because, heck, just look at history. I mean, mm-hmm. every running back that not only Kyle Shanahan has had, but every running back that Mike Shanahan had, those guys produce. And it could be a different guy every year. In the case of the 49ers, four years of Kyle Shanahan as head coach, they've had four different uh, leading rushers on the team through the course of a season. So who knows? I mean, it, it is certainly within the realm of possibility that Trey Sermon could make it five for five. Yeah, and putting this kind of all together, Matt, you know, I look across the board, you really like the top of the wide receiver depth chart. The running back depth is really solid. If you get average to above average quarterback play from Jimmy Garoppolo, which when he's healthy, I don't see why you wouldn't. And I really like this offensive line. Could be one of the better ones in the National Football League. Why should we not expect a similar offensive output to the year that they went uh, to the Super Bowl? Because this seems like, you know, all the preseason hype of this team is relatively back. I don't see why that's not the case, especially with this offense. I think I think the offense is set up very well. I think that, um, you know, I think the number three receiver is in some bit of, Question: Mohamed Sanu, though, looked a heck of a lot better this year than he did in his very short stint with the team last year. And uh, Trent Sherfield is another receiver who came here from the Cardinals as basically a special teams guy, but he looks to be pretty pretty good player, and he'll make a contribution on offense. But you know, probably the third receiver for the 49ers is you know when you look at the rest of the league, it's it's probably not as important as it is for almost any other team because no other team uses the fullback as much as the 49ers. That's Kyle Juszczyk, and they signed him to a big money deal in the offseason. You know, you have only two or three other tight ends in the league who are going to make as big an impact as George Kittle in both the passing game and the running game. So, you know, there's those are some options there. And then, you know, they can get the ball into the hands of a back in the passing game. So I think they're very good. They're in very good position as far as being able to exploit the weaknesses of any defense they face. So, yeah, I mean, probably the most important player on the team is Trent Williams, you know, keep him healthy, keep him uh, protecting Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance's blind side for 16 games. And I think that offense is going to be pretty good. So let's flip this and look at the other end because the big story for San Francisco last year were the injuries, specifically the injuries on the defensive side of the field. So as we look at this team and recovering for a lot of those key injuries, because that was the big piece for them on that Super Bowl run as well, as as dynamic as that running game was, as awesome as this offense can be, uh, that front seven, specifically those pass rushers, can be some of the best when they're fully healthy. So what is the status for all of these guys that were a little banged up and what you expect from this 49ers team that not only are hopefully healthy, but also lose Robert Sala, who is now the head coach of the New York Jets? Yeah, so D'Amico Ryans takes over as defensive coordinator. He seems to have a pretty good handle. I think they're going to be maybe a little bit more aggressive. I think they're going to turn them loose a little bit more. And I think part of the reason is because, you know, Richard Sherman is not with the team. Um, I I think when Richard is back there, as great as he is, it kind of limits what you can do as far as coverage on the back end. You're you're pretty much going to have to play uh, three deep. So that's kind of what the 49ers are are looking at. Like they can be more diverse and do more things um, with the coverages. But I mean, watching Nick Bosa, I don't think you're going to see Nick Bosa play at all in the preseason. 
um, he'll be making the trip to Southern California here uh, in, well, I think they just left. In fact, uh, they're going to be going down there and be practicing against the Chargers on Thursday and Friday, have a day off Saturday and Sunday they play a preseason game. But looking at Nick Bosa work out on the side and do some individual stuff, uh, I mean, he looks he looks part. But put it this way, he uh, he, he did not let his body get away from him mm-hmm. during his rehab. It, from what I understand, he's at like three percent body fat, so he looks he looks dynamic. And so if he's he's the he's the centerpiece, right? I mean, if if he's as dominant as he was in 2019, and and it seems like he's even in even better shape now then all the pieces fall into place because he'll still be able to beat double teams uh, like you would expect him to, but, but his dominance also just opens the door for so many other guys, all the other guys on that defensive front. So Fred Warner, I think you're going to see him do more things. He's a great sideline to sideline tackler. He's probably the best cover guy from linebackers in the league. But I think D'Amico Ryans is going to say, okay, let's, let's, keep adding more to your plate. You know, we know you can do this. We know you can do that. Now let's see you rush the passer. Let's see you blitz some. And, and so, you know, the defense kind of like the offense, yeah, they're set up to have a pretty good season just as they were last year. But last year they couldn't stay healthy this year. If they can stay healthy um, and, and I can't imagine things going any worse than they did a year ago because we've talked about the injuries on the defensive side, but you know Garoppolo and Kittle and Mostert, so those guys were injured last year too. So they have to feel right now, the fan base here has to feel like they enter this 2021 season in as good a shape as any team and as confident as any team. And then, of course, you know, things change once the regular season starts. But, but right now, I think that they're set up pretty well to accomplish everything they want to accomplish this season. All right, Matt, we got our last 60 with you here. Win totals 10.5, and, and they're the favorite to win the NFC West. Uh, what does the end of the regular season look like for San Francisco? Well, I think that every game that's an NFC West versus NFC West game, it, it's going to be a battle. And that, I mean, pick two teams out of a hat, pick the location out of a hat. It doesn't matter. I, I think that the NFC West is going to be loaded. So that's going to impact the 49ers win total a little bit because, you know, they're going to be facing six teams really good. And, and I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if every team in the NFC West goes three and three within the division. But I do think that, that the 49ers are a good team that's hungry. They're well coached. Um, and they got a lot of guys on one year contracts. So they have a lot of guys out to prove themselves. Jimmy Garoppolo maybe at the front of the list, even though he's not on a one-year contract, he will, he'll definitely be off to prove himself. So a 10 and a half is a pretty good number. Uh, I, I think in a 17-game season, though, um, I, I don't see them finishing any worse than 11 and 6. I like it. Matt Mayoko again, NBC Sports Bay Area, 49ers Talk podcast host. He's covered the 49ers for a long time and does an awesome job of it. Matt, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. And always enjoy your work, sir. So thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Yep, you got it again. Matt Mayoko, NBC Sports Bay Area, Mayoko NBCS up on Twitter. Yeah, San Francisco, uh, one of the more intriguing teams. And, of course, the headliner in that division. I think a lot of people are excited to see what Matt Stafford and the boy wonder Sean McVay can bring to the table. But San Francisco 49ers have been there and done that. And at this point right now, should know that we have a lot of good analysis on the San Francisco 49ers and every NFL team 
and the NFL Guide, which is going to be coming out very soon. All the write-ups were submitted today. Oh, it's absolutely loaded. On the other side, Pac-12 preview. This team has a quarterback battle, but I still like him to win this whole thing, man. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with Bet Rivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds, boosts, and the most in play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PleasureGrouse.com in New Jersey. You got to be 21, though. Gambling problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1 800 Gambler. Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. Colorado, 1 800 522 Michigan, 1 800 Virginia, one 3500 not valid in Iowa. All right, we have a lot to get to left in the program. Big, big slate of baseball, which we'll preview uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from now as um, a lot of important series are getting underway. This weekend is absolutely loaded, but let's take a quick look ahead because in less than two weeks, the college football season gets started with week zero action. We are already there, and uh, the Pac-12 
is a really fascinating conference to me, just given the strength of the conference overall when you look at the parity and what these teams could potentially be. I would think that when you look at it, about five teams that you could realistically see at the end of the year, if they win this conference, you wouldn't be insanely surprised, right? But if you look at these divisions and how this could potentially shake out, and I mentioned a team that I like despite the quarterback battle. We'll get to them momentarily. Uh, but let's start with a couple of the, these two divisions, right? Because the Pac-12 North seems pretty cut and dry at this point right now. Oregon is the odds-on favorite at minus 110. I would agree with that completely. Uh, I think it's not so much a very pro-Oregon stance as it is. I do have some questions about the turnover for Washington and what they're missing at key positions. Uh, I think that there's just a lot in a year in which so many of these teams have so much coming back. You know, with Washington, I think there are a lot of questions about what you're looking at with both sides of the ball in terms of returning personnel and replacing that personnel and getting adequate performances out of all of them. So Oregon right now at minus 110 uh, to win the Pac-12 North. But regardless, when I say it's cut and dry, Oregon minus 110, Washington even money, and then you get double digits right from there. There is a gap between them and the Stanford, Washington State, California, Oregon States of the world. So when you look at the Pac-12 North, Oregon and Washington, and I think that's what it comes down to. And if you look at Oregon's schedule as well, you know, look, relatively challenging non-conference schedule. Yes, they're a very big favorite over Fresno State to start the year on September 4th. You hit the road to take on Ohio State. You get to wrap that up with Stony Brook. But the conference schedule works out relatively nicely for them. Hardest road spots are going to be at Washington and at Utah. But I think when you look at Oregon's stretch and the path that they have to take to get to a Pac-12 North type of title, that is going to be one where I I would expect Oregon the slight favorite to win this. Now, the Pac-12 South becomes much more interesting because you have three teams with the exact same odds over at Bet Rivers to win the Pac-12 South. That would be Utah, USC, and Arizona State, all sitting at around 2-1. to one. Arizona State has a lot of stuff floating around it, so we'll see what's going to happen with, it, with the Sun Devils program. And then the other single-digit shot, UCLA. And UCLA at 650, again, has a ton of returning personnel. And this potentially could be one of Chip Kelly's better teams. But we have seen this for a couple of years now with Chip Kelly, where it's a lot of returning personnel, and yet eh, so-so results. And I'm just not entirely sure. Yes, a UCLA team that was within a score. They lost a lot of single-possession games. Maybe there is some regression there, and they get those to swing back in their favor, unlike the USC team, which we'll talk about momentarily. But I just, I've seen this story with UCLA. Don't really love it. And look, they have a relatively challenging schedule at the top. Uh, Hawaii, again, they're a pretty big favorite, but you have LSU back at home. You, again, get Fresno State on the 18th. The Fresno State team that I think is actually going to be uh, – Pretty solid this year. They have a really good quarterback, good offense, and a defense that's returning a lot of personnel. And then you look at the rest of the schedule for UCLA. The road trips are relatively tough. You have to go to Washington. You have to go to Utah. You have to go to USC. The back end of the schedule is going to be really challenging for the Bruins, which brings me to Utah. And I know it's a, it's a relatively, uh, I think it's a common pick as the offseason has gone along, but the Utes are a really solid team. Returning personnel, they have about 19 guys coming back combined. They have a key transfer in Charlie Brewer coming in at quarterback, who is still, by the way, as of a couple of days ago by reports, in a quarterback battle. But I would expect that Brewer is going to be the guy. Uh, At this point, though, Utah has a lot going for them in terms of what they have at key positions like quarterback and the rest of this team. When you took a look at what they have defensively as well, and with their schedule, because talk about USC, they had a lot going for them in that past year in terms of single-score games. But with Utah... The road game against BYU and the on-con is going to be relatively tough at San Diego State, but the rest of this schedule at USC is going to be the biggest challenge for them. It's going to go a long way in deciding this division. The rest of the way, at Oregon State, at Stanford, at Arizona, they get Oregon at home. They don't have to play Washington. This is a Utah team that I think is set up for some pretty solid things 
uh, coming up this year. So uh, look out for the Utes. I think they win this conference uh, right now, two to one to win the Pac-12 South. And in terms of winning this entire thing, you can get them at about five, six to one over at Bet River. All right, on the other side, uh, we'll stick with football, but the NFL preseason. Uh, look, I think after we watched week one, there's one team in the National Football League preseason that I think should be power rated relatively high because they got some pretty quality depth of quarterback and good quarterback play throughout the preseason. Very big. The NFL preseason is kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the Beeson Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for Beeson All Access. Get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at beeson.com slash subscribe. So the NFL guide coming soon. Deadline was today, by the way. Written profiles all in. I got one more thing to turn. But all in, I would assume that my coworkers are diligent, much more diligent and professional than I am. Uh, the college football guide, also out too. So make sure you check that out, vcin.com slash subscribe. So NFL preseason, we enter week two coming up in a couple of days. So as we kind of roll through the rotation, yesterday we talked about right quarterback battles and in week one, the fact that the market had moved in their direction. So we could roll through a couple of these games. And I want to start with one that, I don't believe is a quarterback battle. It's not been labeled as such, uh, but there are two quarterbacks who at one point or another could probably start multiple games for this team, and that would be the New England Patriots, who this week will hit the road to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. And it might have been hyperbolic at the time, but watching the New England Patriots last week against Washington, I kind of thought that this might be one of the better teams in the preseason, just given the fact that, one, I think you have for preseason play, Quality quarterback depth across the board in terms of Cam Newton, right? Mac Jones, and Cam Newton did not perform entirely well in his time. 4 7, 49 yards, 7 yards per attempt. Average depth of target was less than a yard downfield. But Mac Jones showed some really good flashes, ended up 13 and 19, 87 yards. Didn't throw a touchdown, didn't throw an interception, had a really beautiful pass. Then the left side of the field that was dropped in the end zone. And then you get Brian Hoyer coming in and cleaning up the fourth quarter, and Brian Hoyer. It's one of the interesting aspects. I think if you're having Hoyer clean up your fourth quarters and ending games for you, that's going to be something that as you look at it from a quarterback depth chart perspective, that's probably something that works for you in the preseason. Now, offensive line play in the fourth quarter is not great. So we'll see what that's going to be like. But at the end of the day, I thought that the Patriots should probably be one of the better preseason teams to look at in the grand scheme of things, given what you're going to get probably in the first half and maybe into the third quarter, which they did with Mac Jones. And on the other end of this, and the market has moved to half point in the direction of Philadelphia, I just don't really love what you get from Philadelphia in terms of their quarterback play. I mean, look, in the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe Flacco was really solid and a very steady veteran presence behind Jalen Hurts. So maybe Flacco at extended time is going to be enough for you to cover some of these games in the preseason. 10 to 17 for Flacco, buck 78, 10.5 per attempt and a touchdown against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But of course that touchdown, a very good run, catch and run situation. But overall, Jalen Hurts, less than dynamic, 3 of 7 for 54 yards. Nick Mullins turned the ball over twice. The depth for the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of quarterback, you don't really love it. And so I figured that the Patriots would kind of be a bet on team 
as we move forward into the post uh, the preseason. Remember, week one, the market actually really moved in their direction. Washington got as high as three and eventually closed as a one-and-a-half-point underdog to the New England Patriots. And I would expect that the Patriots are going to be a really solid team as you get extended time from Cam Newton and Mac Jones, at least in week two. Again, with this shortened preseason, now only three weeks, we'll see what that means as you kind of get to the meaningless week three contest. But regardless, Patriots are a team that I have circled to look at as you move forward. And as the other games are concerned, Kansas City on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Now this one, I didn't really love the Cardinals quarterback depth chart for the most part. Chris Trevler came out, though, in this last game and actually performed relatively well against the Dallas Cowboys, 12-24-107. Not great in terms of yards per attempt, but it was a relatively steady presence. And Colt McCoy, the one thing that I think you're going to look out for for the Cardinals is they have been very vocal in looking at their depth and going, we need somebody behind Kyler Murray to be good and be healthy, right? At the end of the year, Kyler Murray got really banged up. Kyler Murray, of course, at the end of the year, did not uh, finish the last game against Los Angeles Rams. So Colt McCoy is, I wouldn't say as much of an asset as Kyler Murray, but he is an asset to the Arizona Cardinals. You're not going to see, I think, extended time from Colt McCoy because they want a really good veteran and a healthy veteran behind Kyler Murray as they go into the postseason. Be very vocal about that. So you're going to get Strebler to go out there and play for multiple quarters almost and throw 24 pass attempts, which is what he did here. So as you look at what the Cardinals bring to the table, still, after a performance against the Cardinals, or excuse me, the Cowboys in which they won, don't really love the quarterback depth chart there. And in this matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs open up as a two-and-a-half point favorite. We're still sitting there at two-and-a-half. I have to say that if I look at Kansas City in terms of what they bring to the table, I don't think you really hate it overall in terms of their quarterback depth and what they have in terms of depth at skill positions, too, and the way that they have handled it up to this point. They have a lot of guys that they could throw out there at quarterback. Hell, we saw four quarterbacks play in their first preseason game, but Anthony Gordon performed very well. Shane Bouchelle is a really solid quarterback, too. Across the board, I think there's something to like here about Kansas City as a preseason team in terms of their QB depth. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the market move a little bit in favor of Kansas City. Last week, we got word, kind of Cliff Kingsbury has reported, said that Kyler Murray was going to play, but then ultimately did not in that preseason contest. So we'll see if we see Kyler Murray out there in the field for the second week of the preseason. And then finally, you get Cincinnati and Washington. Washington opens up in this game of the market four and a half with a total of 33. You're still sitting there right now, 33 and a half, the total right now over at Bet Rivers. And Washington, of course, you saw in terms of quarterback play, it's not terrible for what the Washington football team has, at least for a preseason, right? You saw Montez, Heineke, and Fitzpatrick all see the field. Fitzpatrick saw relatively solid time for the Washington football team, given that he's working his way into this system for Washington. But as you're looking at this in terms of the strong power rating on Washington compared to what you see from Cincinnati, I think it's relatively surprising. Look, Kyle Shermer was not fantastic through an interception, as did Brandon Allen against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they made it out of that game with a 19-14 victory. But it does seem like the market doesn't really love the depth overall for Cincinnati. And I know I keep bringing up quarterback depth, but it's obviously very important in the preseason, right? Just given the fact that if you look, at least for me personally, mobility of quarterbacks late in preseason games is very important given the fact that the offensive line play is not going to be great. And so you need to be, you know, you need to have guys who are able to escape pressure. Thus, going back to the point about Hoyer and that if he is going to be cleaning these games up late, he's not going to be behind great offensive lines, which could ultimately weigh down the New England Patriots. But I think overall, as you look at this, when you're talking about depth of quarterback position and who has a little bit more working for them as you get late into these games, I think you can see why the market is so high here on the Washington football team, upwards of four and a half with a total of 33 and a half. And remember, we talked uh, yesterday with Mo Egger. We don't know what the role of Joe Burrow is going to be in this preseason at all. 
The initial reports and the initial words out of Cincinnati have been that they didn't really want him to see much, if any, action. Joe Burrow has been pretty vocal and wanted to get out there at least one time, as Mo Egger told us yesterday. So we'll see if maybe there's going to be an update on whether it's this week or the last week that Joe Burrow is indeed going to see some time out there on the field. But a very, very big spread there when it comes to the Washington football team here. And we haven't seen a lot of early moves on the market quite yet. And I think those will come as we get more information. Today, for example, Robert Sala coming out and saying that Zach Wilson's going to see the exact same amount of time, if not maybe a little bit more, in the Jets' next preseason contest. So keep out for those as you get closer, of course, throughout the week. You see more information come out of game plans for these teams, and you'll see the market get a little bit more fluid with these lines. It's a move that will start to happen, I'm sure, by the time we get to air tomorrow. All right, on the other side, we have a really deep Major League Baseball slate. Chicago got a big win over the Oakland Athletics. The A's, though, uh, they have been kind of uh, like clunking around here in neutral when it comes to their offense, uh, but we got one team seems to be really overpriced by the market. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 
most out of every bet with Bet Rivers, your daily hometown discounts on boosts on your favorite teams only at your hometown sports book. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers a $250 sign-up bonus, the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only a one-time playthrough. Offer valid in Illinois only. Got to be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Danny Burke. I'll be here uh, throughout the week. Danny will be back next week. So Major League Baseball, we had the uh, earlier games get started. We have a doubleheader, of course. Uh, we had a very early morning game out here on the West Coast. It was 10 a.m. between the Red Sox and the Yankees. So they have their doubleheader, uh, the second of which, underway. But we have some really, really important games coming up later tonight. And we actually have some that involve some teams that are out of it, mainly because the team that they're playing uh, is – Kind of cl- not clinging to life, but they're sliding a little bit. We'll get to the San Diego Padres momentarily. But let's start uh, with one of the bigger AL contests, an AL series. We saw yesterday the Chicago White Sox. A bullpen comes out, does an absolutely fantastic job, shuts down the Oakland Athletics in the late innings, gets a very big win. So now you get Oakland and Chicago yet again, Chris Bassett versus Ronaldo Lopez. Oakland, after dropping that series opener yesterday, now extend their slump to 1-4 and four over the last five games. White Sox, with that victory yesterday, actually broke out of their own 1-4 and four slump. But for a second consecutive night, the market is moving in direction of the Oakland Athletics. Chicago opens up as a minus-120 favorite, eerily similar to what happened last night in terms of the market move. Right now, Oakland, about a thirteen favorite over at Bet Rivers. Total of 8.5, pretty much where we were at when this opened. Shaded to the over minus-120, shaded to the over minus-120 currently. What the story here is going to be is... One, Chris Bassett, who has been absolutely electric. Bassett has been on fire. He's uh, The Athletics have won his last three starts. He's been brilliant. Last three, a 0.45 ERA, 296 earned run average, or XFIP, 28.4 strikeout rate for Bassett over those starts, a 4.1 walk rate. He has been great. His ground ball to fly ball ratio right about one and a half. He's been keeping the ball down, limiting hard contact as well. And I would think... He can likely keep this solid stretch of baseball going against the Chicago White Sox, but the Athletics have to get more out of their lineup. I mentioned the bullpen yesterday for the Chicago White Sox. Kimbrell and Hendricks combined for six strikeouts over the last two frames. The A's went 1-7 to with runners in scoring position, stranding eight runners. The market believes them, them, but they have to be able to do it here against Ronaldo Lopez, who's making his second consecutive start after working mostly from the bullpen this season. Likely to expect, it sounds like, about 60 to 75 pitches. So we're talking about three-ish to five-ish innings. Maybe five is uh, being a little generous there. His last start, he was solid over a short stretch. Three innings, one hit, two walks, four strikeouts, no earned runs. That was on the road against Minnesota. But he's got a pretty wide gap in his pitching splits, and it's a super small sample size. So you can't really reliably take a lot from it. But you're talking about a 135 ERA for Lopez at this point, a 351 expected fielding independent. Solid across the board but getting relatively lucky in certain statistical categories, right? Balls in play, a 163 BAPIP right now uh, for Ronaldo Lopez. That is something that is going to regress to the mean. Again, we're talking about an extremely short sample size right now. League average, for those who don't know, is sitting around 300. So that's going to improve, or D, I guess uh, that's going to get a little worse for him. The strand rate, over 90% at 92.6%. And this A's lineup, I think, has the power to make him pay for those fly balls that he gives up. He's a fly ball pitcher. So, and especially in a park that ranks within the top 10 in terms of you know, home runs and park factor. So this seems like a solid spot for the Oakland Athletics, given the uh, relatively unknown nature of Lopez. I know we know him as a pitcher, but including this season. You talk about the fact that Bassett has been playing well. You can understand the market moving in the direction of Oakland, but again, that lineup has to perform a little bit better. Missed opportunities with a lot of base runners yesterday against Chicago. Can't happen again, of course, here. 
in this one, especially with the Houston Astros, right? You're not that far behind them. You got to be able to maintain pace. So we move to the Bay Area where the New York Mets are going to be taking on the San Francisco Giants. Giants get two dingers from Chris Bryant yesterday. They get a big win over New York. Rich Hill only lasts three and two thirds. So now we get to see Marcus Stroman on the Hill. Opener of about $1.55, and the market's moved in direction to San Francisco. Not by a lot, but by some. $1.59 over at Bet Rivers. Total sh- uh, with an 8 shaded to the over at about minus, uh, what are we talking about here? Actually shaded to the uh, under at about minus 103 or so for this total over at Bet Rivers. But if you look at this, the Mets now 3-8 and eight in their last 11. They're 0-4 in their last four games in the midst of just a brutal stretch of series against the Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. But Stroman's been really solid, and maybe he can even some things out here for the Metropolitans. 278 ERA, 362 XFIP on the season. He's allowed three earned runs over his last two starts, which stretched out over 10 and a third. But therein kind of lies the rub there with Marcus Stroman, right? I think if you're going to be betting on the Metropolitans today, it is going to be a first five potentially, and we'll get to the potentially part when it comes to taking on Logan Webb. But regardless, Stroman has only pitched six or more innings one time since June 17th. He hasn't been giving the Mets any length in any way whatsoever. And remember yesterday, because of only three and two-thirds from Hill, this bullpen was a little bit taxed. So now if you're taking your shot with New York, it's probably why it's going to be the first five. But again, you're talking about getting to Logan Webb, who since May 11th has a 153 ERA and a 269 XFIP. Yes, since May 11th, Logan Webb has been absolutely dominant. He hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in a single outing. He has been incredible. He's been unreal in terms of inducing ground outs over this stretch, limits home runs of right about under, I think, 0.7 home runs every nine innings. And against this below average Mets lineup, it does not seem like the Mets would be able to generate much. Like, Webb would be able to thrive here. So, again, you're taking your shot with the Mets. Probably wouldn't be full game given the status that bullpen would probably be first five. But maybe, look, I would expect that this first five is going to be a relatively low-scoring first five. I think Stroman has been a really solid player. I think Webb, of course, his credentials are unmatched, and he has been rock solid. And I think if you're looking at what's going to happen to the Bay Area tonight, instead of trusting a, a potentially worn-out Mets bullpen for the length of a game, maybe look at something here for the Mets in the first five or a low-scoring first five between these two clubs. If we move from there, same division, at least when it comes to the San Francisco Giants, to the San Diego Padres. And the Padres are, I think, a quite the story to follow here as we move into the late portions of the Major League Baseball season. A, I would say, I would argue, a relatively quiet trade deadline, in, at least in comparison to your division rivals. One of their biggest weaknesses has been exacerbated over the last few weeks because of injuries to their pitching staff. And right now, look at this shift here. So the Padres, they've been struggling with lesser competition. We saw Colorado open up as about $1.30 here. And the market is, of course, moving in the direction of San Diego. We're talking about essentially a pick. But let's walk through what we've seen from the Padres as of late because we're talking about a team that is now 1-5 in their last six games. And while that's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, the gap has widened in the NOS. They're not winning that. And the gap has shrunk between them and Cincinnati, who right now trail the Chicago Cubs one to nothing. But look at some of the prices. The market still has been pretty bullish on San Diego. It's really refused to budge off of this, right? We're talking about yesterday. Closing as a $1.30 favorite, losing that 6-5. to five. They got that win 8-2 to two in the last of their four-game set with Arizona, right? They were $1.65 favorite. But again, two ten at the close, losing 7 to nothing. $1.80 favorite, losing 3-2 to two in a walk-off fashion against Arizona. $2.40 in the season opener or series opener against Arizona, losing that 12 to 3. In their last game against Miami, they were a $1.55 favorite and lost that 7 to nothing. So the market really has not budged in terms of the trust on the Padres, but the results have not been there. 
and you have been weighing a lot with San Diego. And the problem has been a pitching staff that has just not been great in terms of their starting rotation. Darvish is injured. We don't know what we're getting for Blake Snell, although in that 3-2 walk-off, he was actually really solid in that game. But regardless, the Padres pitching has been a small issue as you look at them, and the price really hasn't budged until you see today. So as you looked at that and you see the price today, one of the cheaper prices, but payoff here is that it's Matt Strom on the hill for the San Diego Padres. And Strom, who's getting a spot start this rotation, he can't really expect much from him, likely an inning or two, but he's got some horrendous numbers. 844 ERA, 429 expected fielding independent. He generates next to nothing in terms of swings and misses. We're talking about a 506 in terms of his strikeouts every nine innings, a K rate of 10.7%, not good at all, inducing swinging strikes at about an 8.3% rate. Just across the board from his numbers, statistically, Strom has just not been very good. And really, you're, just, you're not getting much from him again. Probably an inning or two if he can last that long. But on the other side here for the uh, Colorado Rockies, a team who, by the way, has played very well at home this year, well, for them, you're actually going to get a quality starter on the hill because if you look at the splits, it's not just the Colorado Rockies who have played very well at home this season. Uh, it has been a guy from the name of Herman Marquez who has played extremely well for the Colorado Rockies. And this year alone, he has played extremely well. But his home and road splits, shockingly enough, pitches very well at home with an ERA well under four when he pitches in Colorado. And it's just pretty fascinating because his Padres lineup, look, Tatis comes back, he play, plays in right field, hits two homers, lineup gets a little bit more life. But there are some clear and inherent weaknesses with this Padres team. And now the tight, like the collar is starting to tighten. The Reds are a really solid team. They have a very solid lineup, well within the top 10 in Major League Baseball in a lot of key categories. And there are some, I think, better options for that pitching staff for the Cincinnati Reds as you look ahead here. So as we're talking about this, in the grand scheme of things, these series, even though it's just the Colorado, uh, Colorado Rockies, are absolutely intriguing for the San Diego Padres. And we'll wrap it up with this, because one of the teams that we highlighted yesterday in the race right for the National League East was the Philadelphia Phillies. The easiest schedule left in Major League Baseball for the rest of the year. Easiest, by far. It's according to Tankathon in terms of strength of schedule. Today, they get to take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. $1.50 on the money line price here for the Philadelphia Phillies. And that's not surprising to give the Phillies. Look, they opened up $1.20. It's a 30-cent bump uh, in favor of Philadelphia. Kyle Gibson will get the start here for Philadelphia. Taylor Widener is going to be on the other side for Arizona. And while I think this Arizona team, I think, is very much worth it at certain prices, especially when they're playing at home. I was actually on them in that walk-off win against the Padres in that series. I think it was Thursday or Friday night. Uh, there are certain guys that you want, I think, on the hill in that regard. Widener, last time out, was relatively solid, five innings, two earned runs, both solo shots against the San Diego Padres. But in the three outings prior, we're talking about five earned runs over four and a third against the San Francisco Giants, five earned runs against Texas on the road. That was at the end of July. Five earned runs as well against Pittsburgh. This has just not been uh, a model of consistency, we should put it that way, for Widener. So you can understand. And the fact that Kyle Gibson has uh, been, we know how solid he was the early part of the year, but he is really continue to put, the, put that forward for Philadelphia other than the last time out against the Dodgers. We'll see if you can bounce back here. Market believes so as we see this 30-cent bump. So we should know to the total. Opening up at 9, shaded to the under at buck fifteen. Now we're looking at 9.5. Still shaded to the under at about at minus 117. So a lot going on in Major League Baseball, man. These series are very important as we move on. I know that Philly and Arizona might not be the most intriguing one, but Philadelphia Phillies really going to push, and I took a bet on them at plus 160 to win that division. With that, Filling in for Danny Burke and Jonathan Von Tobel. Back tomorrow here on Rush Hour. We'll see.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.